On this edition of Larry the Golf Guy, we talk with four-time All-American Rachel Keene of Wake Forest, um, who is one of the top collegiate players in the game and, and one of the leading women amateur players overall in the world. Um, she comes from quite the athletic family. Uh, uh, uncles played uh, Division One baseball. Dad played briefly for Wake Forest. And, of course, her mom, Brenda Corey Keene, uh, was herself uh, a stellar player at Wake Forest, um, All-American herself, member of the Wake Forest Sports Hall of Fame. So we talk with Rachel about what it was like to grow up in that environment and um, how she has created uh, her own stellar record at Wake, um, and uh, including um, you know, two-time ACC Player of the Year, in addition to being four-time All-American, lowest four-year career scoring average in the program history. Um, list kind of goes on and on and uh, culminating in leading her team to the NCAA title last year uh, where she went undefeated in match play. So we talk about all of that, all of her collegiate experiences in golf, and also talk about some of her notable amateur achievements outside of college. She's uh, represented the U.S. international play on two Curtis Cup teams, for Palmer Cup teams, um, has made match play repeatedly at the U.S. Amateur. Um, and I personally saw her at Bel Air this past summer here in the L.A. area. And uh, so we chat about that, um, the Augusta National Women's Amateur, what that experience was like, um, and uh, what's ahead for her this summer and beyond. Uh, so a lot of fun chatting with one of the bright stars in the women's game today. Uh, so up next on this edition of Larry the Golf Guy, Rachel Keen. Well, welcome to another edition of Larry the Golf Guy. And I am so pleased today to welcome to the program um, one of the top amateurs in the world, one of the great collegiate golfers the last several years, Rachel Keen of Wake Forest. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So um, let's go back maybe to give uh, our listeners some context where you grew up and everything, which was Asheville, North Carolina. And, you know, I, I people may not be familiar with the story about your mom playing the 2001 U.S. Open at Pine Needles, um, eight plus months pregnant. Uh, and I think you were born nine days later. So I know technically you could sort of say you were introduced before you were even born. But, but putting that aside... How did you first um, and when did you first get started with golf? Yeah, so my um, I'll, I'll take you even further back than that. My granddad was an incredible golfer, um, pretty much founded golf in Dominican Republic. Wow. Um, and he introduced my mom to it, who mom, you know, played collegiately right. uh, professionally for like a very short stint and then got her amateur status back. Um but I have two brothers. So mom really introduced my brothers and I to the game of golf when we could walk and hold a club at the same time. Um, <laughs> and, and we grew up kind of playing a little bit of everything, but um, you know, golf is just something that I, I think we can all do as a family together. Um, and, you know, we're so spoiled. Some of my favorite memories with my family are, you know, nine hold late in the afternoon and oh, yeah. flash talk is firing as we're walking down the fairways, but um, it's just loads of fun, but it's, it's something that, um, you know, I just kind of fell in love with. Yeah. And I totally, there's nothing like being in on a golf course with your family late afternoon. I had 
that nowhere near your skill level, um, either my dad or me, but I have those memories of my dad introducing me when I was a little kid and being late afternoon with the long shadows on a golf course. <laughs> it's it's nothing like that. Um, but you are quite an athlete. I know you played, as is, talk about your mother, uncles played baseball at major division one schools. Your dad played baseball briefly. Um, so lots of athletes and you yourself, I guess, wasn't just golf, right? You were interested in tennis, played tennis actively as well. Um, how and when did you uh, decide as um, as you were growing up, at what point to focus on golf? Yeah. So again, my brothers and I, we played pretty much everything growing up. My parents' philosophy was the busier you are, the less trouble you can get into. <laughs> um, so we, you know, our, our afternoons were packed with golf, tennis, basketball, soccer, whatever you could imagine. Um, and when I was little, golf was probably my least favorite things of all the of all the mm. sports I played. Okay. Um, Mom used to sit on the range and bribe me with M and M's to try to hit it in the baskets. <laughs> um, and then when I hit middle school, I started taking it a little more seriously, and I kind of narrowed it down to golf, tennis, and basketball. And then as I got older, that really um, narrowed even more to just golf and tennis. And I remember Mom sitting me down. I think it was the summer. I guess it was summer before my freshman year of high school. Okay. And um, she sat me down and she goes, okay, Rachel, like here are your options. You know, you can continue to play both and probably play both at a high school level and, and not really beyond that. And you can enjoy that and we'll support you. Or you can pick either golf or tennis to really focus on. Doesn't mean you have to quit the other, but you know, to really, really narrow your focus um, and hopefully play those at a collegiate level. And I sobbed. I bawled. I could not imagine <laughs> life without the other sport in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and a couple of days later, I told mom, I said, okay, I need some time to think about it. So about a week goes by and I called her back into the room. I said, mom, I said, I think I'm ready. I said, I, I think I want to pick golf. Just there's so much opportunity in women's golf. Um, I've You hear stories of, you know, scholarships in college that just go unused because, um, you know, there's just, there wasn't enough women in the game. And I think that's right. changed now because of COVID. I feel like so many more people have gotten into it. But for me, there was not only opportunity, but there's a, a beauty in the fact that golf is not a game of perfect. Yeah, And I really, right. really like that. Right. Uh, and, you know, I, I kind of hit the ground running that fall. I played loads of golf tournaments. I, I continued to play high school tennis, but kind of just really kept tennis on the back burner. And, um, I guess five, six, seven, eight years later, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I saw one point, I, I think you saw you said, said somewhere that you didn't dazzle in junior golf, but you had a lot of success, right? You had the three state championships and stuff. So you were pretty active as a junior golfer, particularly, I guess, in high school, right? Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. I wasn't by any means a top recruit in junior golf. Um, there were so many more kids who had done so much more and so many better things than I had in junior golf. But, um, you know, I had a little bit of success in high school. Um, I think high school golf isn't always the a good judge. I think a better judge of um, success at a junior level is probably, you know, independent tournaments like AJGA tournaments or your local right. state tournaments. Right. Um right. But again, I, I wasn't anything special in junior golf, um, but I do think I, I got to college where I had, you know, better facilities, was surrounded by golfers all the time and people that were pushing me to get better. Um, and I, I think I just kind of, I really took advantage of that and and I took off and have been lucky to see success since then. But, 
you know, it's funny. I think people peak at different times. Yeah, um, for sure. You, know, you see juniors that go on and don't play great in college or, you know, people that don't do much as an amateur and then turn pro and, um, you know, kill it. So I, I always kept a positive outlook and a, a mindset that, you know, I might not be having success at the moment, but there's success down the road. Absolutely. And that that's been true for sure. We'll and we'll get into that. So let me talk is about when we talk about college. Obviously, you went to Wake Forest. Um, I want to just ask you about that because it sounds like maybe initially that's not where you were inclined to head. <laughs> um, you know, and and I totally can get that. You know, you've got a lot of family there. Maybe you wanted to do something a little different, but you did end up ending going there. Talk maybe talk about that and how. Um, how that went and how you ended up going from maybe first being inclined not to go there to obviously ultimately going there. Yeah. So my mom was a three-time All-American at Wake Forest. She's in the Hall of Fame here um, for golf. Yeah. And my dad played a very, very brief moment of baseball, but they both went here. Right. And um, so I grew up a Wake fan. But when I really started looking at schools for golf, I told my parents, you know, I love Wake. I will always be a Wake fan, but I'm never, ever going there. It was your school and you had a great experience, but I want to go make my own path. I didn't want to be Brenda and Eric's daughter. I wanted to be Rachel. Um, and they respected that and they supported me. So I kind of looked elsewhere. Um, and then the Wake coach had come to watch me play a few times. And mom said, listen, Rachel, like you and I both know you're never going there, but out of respect to him and to her, you need to at least go visit. And I said, yeah, fine. I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, sure. And I stepped on campus and had the best day here. Absolutely fell in love with everything Wake had to offer. And um, I remember dad came on that visit with me. And I remember calling mom on the car ride home. And I was like, mom, I had the best day. Like, I think this is where I want to be. And um, yeah, it just, everything happened so quickly after that. I think, you know, it was within a month, a month and a half, I was committed. And um, here I am. Awesome. Um, and let me, you know, alluding to obviously your, your mother's phenomenal career, and we'll talk a little more about that when we get to Curtis Cup and other stuff. But just as a general thing, I, I um curious, I mean, it's got to be a little daunting, I think, for any child in any field when you have a parent that has made such a huge mark. Um, doesn't we don't have to limit it even to sports, but I mean, you know, as you pointed out, your mom tremendous career there um you know in the hall of fame at wake forest and and you know the, the nine u.s opens you know all the stuff i mean really an amazing career is, is that tough at all you know to sort of go out into the same field as her and I, i'm sure at least initially you're hearing, oh well your mother did this your mother did that i mean is was that any kind of uh challenge for you at all definitely when i was Gosh, in high school, even moments in college, I have I've felt that pressure. I've felt that weight on my shoulders because mom is such a decorated amateur and, you know, still is an incredible player. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like every tournament I played, it was mom was always, you know, ha had done X, Y or Z in the tournament. You know, I went to play the right. North and South. Mom had finished runner up. And I'm like, well, right. how am I supposed to live up to that? Right. Um, and I think it was, you know, part of the reason that I originally didn't want to come to Wake because I didn't sure. want that pressure. Um. And I think it took, I remember the, the North and South after my freshman year of college. So I guess it was in 2020. Right. Uh, I, I was playing great. I had made match play and there were reporters that were writing about the event. And again, the questions started firing about mom, about right, you know right. what she had done and how I feel about that. And I basically had a full breakdown in front of mom. I was just so 
frustrated that like, I felt like I couldn't get out of her shadow. Right. Uh, it, it kind of opened the door to a conversation between her and I, because what's funny is that she had never really noticed that was always the question I was asked. Sure. But sure. for me, you know, it wasn't the only question I was asked, but through my eyes, it was like the only question I was being asked. So I think once we started that open dialogue, um, she kind of helped me see that it, it's not a her versus me thing. It's just a really cool story. Um, and ever since that moment, I think just something flipped inside of me. And I get so excited now when people ask me about mom, because I love to brag about her. And um, we we have a joke about she she won six times in college and I've now won six times. So every time I get close, she texts me, she goes, well, you can't break that and all that stuff. <laughs> so now I think it's just a big inside joke between us. But I uh, I love every moment of it now. That's awesome. Uh, that That's wonderful. I love that. So um, let's talk about uh, your career at Wake Forest a little bit. Just, you know, for listeners, I mean, we could spend a half hour talking about all your uh, accolades. Four-time All-American, two-time ACC Player of the Year, ACC Scholar Athlete of the Year, lowest four-year career scoring average, single season record last year. Tremendous. You mentioned the six individual victories. I mean, lots and lots of accolades, and it's awesome. But I want to ask you a little bit, uh, about the team championship last year. So, um, you know, you what was that like to sort of win as a team and finally be an NCAA team champion? I mean, USC, had, I, I know you guys were out for revenge against Stanford, but USC <laughs> had sort of taken them out. But um, uh, in the semis, you took down USC. Of course, Amari Avery, another celebrated player, um, you defeated her individually. You were undefeated individually in all the matches at Greyhawk. But tell me what that was like to finally be part of an NCAA team championship. It was absolutely incredible. Um, by far my favorite memory at Wake Forest. It's not even close. Um, I think you spend an entire year, or entire four years talking about the opportunity to play for an NCAA title. Um, so to to have gone out and, and to done that knowing all the work that we had put in. Um, I just, I think back on it and, you know, sometimes in match play, you have to have little things go right. There has, yes, there's a little bit sure. of luck in match play. There definitely um, is. <laughs> and I think back to that week and we had, don't get me wrong. We had plenty of adversity that we overcame, but you know, there were just little moments that, you know, God was looking out for us and yeah. Um, it really was just like a fairy tale story to to send our seniors off um, with that. And, you know, it's funny, everyone asked if we were really nervous the morning of the final. And I think if you were to ask anyone on the team, we just all had this sense of calm. Um, no one was really nervous. It was just excitement more to like go out, you know, play for your school, play for your teammates and your coaches and all the people that played at Wake before you. And um to leave that week with the memories and to be able to call ourselves national champions. I, I feel like it's still soaking in. I feel like I'm, I'm almost a year later and I haven't stopped talking about it. <laughs> and nor should you. I mean, it's so hard to get there. Match play can be fickle. Um, you know, we had uh, Ann Walker on from Stanford a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about that and the fickleness of match play in the NCAAs, and it it, it can be. Um, I'm sure that was amazing uh, for you guys. I mean, maybe, you know, so many people look at golf, of course, as an individual sport, but what's it been like generally to be part of a team? That must be pretty neat. I mean, you guys, I mean, I've watched you. I watched you 
when you beat Stanford at the East Lake Cup in the fall on Golf Channel. And um, you guys seem like you have a lot of great chemistry together. What, but what, what's it been like, you know, in this individual sport, being part of a team these last several years? Yeah, you know, it is interesting because golf is so individual that your chances to play for a team are so limited. Um, but I think we're really lucky at Wake that we have six incredible players on our team and we all push each other day in and day out to to get better, not only, you know, at practice and on the golf course, but, you know, we push each other in the classroom and in our relationships and all that stuff. I, I really do think that we bring the best out of each other. And um, that's really rare, I think. Um, and I do think that our chemistry and how we support each other is such a big part of why we've had success as a team. And um, I look back at my five years at Wake and each team has had a very different chemistry and very different dynamic. Um, but I almost think that that makes you appreciate the year for what it is even more um, because you know that you just, you don't get that vibe back. Right. Um, and even like, I think back to like my freshman year, I had incredible role models on the team. Um, and now that, you know, the things have switched a little bit and now I'm the grandma on the team. I, <laughs> I hope that I can set a, an example for our freshmen and our underclassmen and, um, and, you know, the time's going to come when they're the example for their freshmen. Right. Um, right. But I, I do think that we just have such a a really great um, tradition of, you know, hard work and support for each other that I, I hope that that carries on within Wake Forest program. Yeah, for sure. Well, you got you've set a great example. And, you know, uh, I, I maybe it was probably maybe not too hard a decision, but I know you're in your fifth season now with the extra year of co eligibility for COVID. Um, and as you're a grad student now at, at Wake, um, what made you, I, I'm sure, you know, you've got a tremendous future in golf and, you know, and with the pro tour, I'm sure, and, and other, uh, opportunities, but what made you decide to come back for the fifth year? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I have grown so much as a golfer and as a person at Wake Forest, um, that for me, it was just another year of growing and maturing and, um, you know, enjoying college, um, before taking that next step. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm super excited to take the next step, but I'm really enjoying, um, just kind of letting myself enjoy one last year of, um, you know, amateur golf. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just feel like my golf game has improved so much since stepping onto campus that I figured another year, wouldn't hurt. Um, professional golf will always be there. So I just wanted to make the most of my time at Wake and the resources I have here and um, the relationships that I've made here. And um, I, I think that by the end of, you know, my five years, I'll make sure that I'm ready to to close that door and to, and to step onto the next stage. Makes perfect sense. Um, let's maybe talk a little bit um, about your tremendous amateur career the last few years outside of, of college. Um, you mentioned North and South, of course, you won the 2020 North and South Amateur. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the U.S. Amateur. But one thing that caught my eye as I was thinking, getting ready to chat with you was the Curtis Cup. Um, and um, I do follow uh, the Cardinal pretty closely. And, and um, you know, with, of course, Rose and Rachel's heck and, you know, who've been on Curtis Cup teams and you as have you. And you've been on the uh, last two years, I guess, 2021 in Wales, 2022 in Miriam. Hopefully you'll be on the next one. And um, but an amazing 
kind of, uh, and I should have been the four Arnold Palmer Cup team. So a lot of international experience, but um, amazing to me. So if I if I saw this right, you won the winning point for the U.S. team, just like your mom did for the U.S. <laughs> team, you know, back in 98. I mean, what are the odds of that? That's got, That's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I think it was a, very much a full circle moment. Um, I do think that there's just a little bit of timing and luck involved in all that because, you know, there are plenty of people that won their matches that day and just however way the timing worked out. Um, yeah, but I do right. think that it was just really funny and what a coincidence that it happened that way. Um, and I remember walking off the 18th green and my my teammates were there and like my first look was like, there's mom. And like, <laughs> she was like giggling to herself and I'm giggling and um, celebrations ensued, but uh, had some really, really great experiences with those teams. And um, it's always such an honor to represent your country, you know, not only in the Curtis cup, but in my, my Palmer cup experiences as well. Um, I, I cherish those memories. I'm hoping I get the chance to do them both again this summer. Um, fingers crossed, but um, yeah, I, I, it is, it is funny, but I, I have loved every single one of those moments. I bet. And I know the 2022 team at Marion, first of all, playing at Marion must be pretty darn cool. Um, I mean, My talk about history. Place. Is it? I mean, it's it's an amazing place, right? I mean, it's that's such a tight space. I mean, that first <laughs> tee is like you can almost reach out from the patio. People eat lunch <laughs> there and touch people. But um, it's an amazing course, right? It was absolutely amazing. The support we had, I think because the previous year um, – was COVID. So not many people right. could come, um, right. just having so many fans there and friends and family, um, on, like you said, such a historic golf course was unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. We, we actually had Scott and I on, who's been the director of golf there for a couple of decades and dripping with history. You know, I look at that team, um, and my God, I mean, I, I think it was what, 15 and a half to four and a half. I mean, just an incredibly, Stack team, you, you know, Rachel Heck, Rosang, I think Amari Avery was on it, lots of people. These are all people that you're really competing with, you know, on the other side um, in college. What's it like to sort of, and you've had a lot of experience, obviously, with all the international experience, but what's it like to have all those tremendous players that you're battling, you know, when you've got your Wake Forest jersey on and now you're all teammates? What's that like to have that experience? Yeah, you know, it is interesting, but I do think that, you know, when you go to represent your country, everyone kind of appreciates that. And I think it brought us together really quickly. Um, I look back on on both of those Curtis Cup teams and we were just so close knit so quickly. Um, I think that these are girls that for the most part, we've all grown up playing junior golf, high school right. golf, college golf together. And like you said, we're always competing against each other. But at the end of the day, we're friends. Um, so, you know, I go out there and I don't see it as, oh, well, I'm playing foursomes with, you know, a girl that I normally play against at USC. No, it's, oh, I'm playing with my friend Amari right. um, and my teammate Amari that week. Right. So um, I do think that it just kind of came naturally. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and US Amateur, of course, I followed you a little bit at Bel Air, uh, this summer, you've made match play each of the last four years, um, round of 16, twice. That's such a tough tournament to win. I mean, it's such a slog with, you know, the, you know, the couple rounds of metal play. Um, sounds like you're going to give it another try this summer, uh, which is great. Um, and um, another kind of uh, 
you mom moment, um, uh, potentially. We'll see what happens. So your mother, <laughs> you alluded to how she's still a tremendous player. That is for sure. She made the finals of the 2023 U.S. Senior Women's Amateur. So she gets into the U.S. Amateur. You'll be there. I mean, if you thought about that, what that could be like, I mean, it's possible you guys could end up facing each other. Yeah, it's it's been amazing to follow mom's kind of rebirth into amateur golf. Uh, we, my my brothers and I, really encourage her to get back at it. Um, so to see her start practicing again, and obviously following her at the the senior am this year was so nerve wracking. Like <laughs> I was on Facetime with my family as I was getting text message updates from my friend at the USGA who was like updating me on the matches. Oh wow! There. Wow! Wow! So, um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna stay amateur through the summer and, um. You know, I'm holding out hope that the USGA might pair mom and I together. I don't know if they'll do that, but uh, I hope we make a, a family trip of it. My my older brother will caddy for me. I don't know if mom pick, has picked who will caddy for her yet, but um, I think it's just going to be such a special week. And I uh, I love the US Amateur. I think it's one of the premier amateur events in the world. Um, for sure. I'm staying amateur again because I want one more chance to try to win it. Um, I think there's... You know, there's such a fun aspect to match play. Um, yeah. I think anyone can go out and beat anyone on any given day. And right. it makes match play a little challenging and there's a little bit of luck involved. I do think that everyone games, everyone's game elevates a little bit that week. Yeah. So um, to go out and to have another chance of that and to do it with mom in the field, I think will be so much fun. And I've joked with her. I said, mom, I'll see you in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> And you can have your friend Amelia, you know, doing the interviews. At Golf <laughs> I would love uh, that. Uh, so we can have a whole whole Wake Forest party. Um, <laughs> the um, another uh, tournament coming up, I know, is a special one. Um, is uh, Anwa the Augusta National Women's Amateur Championship? Your fourth appearance there. Um, what's it like to get that green envelope? I, I saw like all the Instagram posts by um, lots of people, including the Stanford women, you know, when they get, you know, uh, Rachel and Mega get the, got the envelope, a bunch of them did, and you did too. What's it like when that comes? That's got to be pretty cool, right? It's really special. Um, growing up, you know, every golfer watches the Masters. Right. So I, I have memories of, you know, my the first Masters I remember watching, and I remember certain winners and all this stuff. And I remember thinking, gosh, I would love the chance to play there one day. Right. And I said, play there like in a tournament. I did, couldn't even imagine it being in a tournament, more just like to walk the fairways at all. Right, right. Um, so when they announced that this event was starting, you know, your mind starts wandering of the chance, hopefully, that you get to play it. And I remember, and, and it doesn't get any less special, but I, I remember the first year that I got in, like right. seeing piece of mail and like I couldn't even bring myself to open it I would like, shake it um it is such a special event and and what they've done for women's golf um I think is incredible I think they've given so many little girls you know a chance to see women on that golf course and something to shoot for um I I think it's it's been amazing in, in growing the game and I think that it's only going to continue to grow so I I'm so glad that I can look back and and say that I was a part of the event Absolutely. And, you know, for listeners who may not follow it that closely. So the first two rounds are, I think, a champion's retreat. There's a cut. And then people who make the cut play Augusta for the third and final round, which you did in 2022 and not only made it, but had a great 69. <laughs> I think you finished seventh. Um, but um, so 
actually teeing it up that day, you know, so now you make the cut, you're there. And again, you had a great day, but what was it, what was it like to actually play it? Now you're playing it in a tournament. Um, I mean, get on that first tee, which you've watched on TV all these years. I mean, all the holes, you know, because like any golf, <laughs> you've watched it. What was that like? What was, what did it feel like for you? I got to tell you, I am like very rarely nervous on the golf course. Um, I know that's kind of funny to say, but I couldn't even feel my hands on the first tee. I like turned around <laughs> and sat behind the tee box is Annika Sorenstam, Nancy Lopez, and Condoleezza Rice. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. my God, I have to hit this fairway. And like, no <laughs> chance the thing was ever hitting the fairway. It was so far left into the trees. But <laughs> you know, I, um, that, that day was really special. I, I kind of went on a run and, and birdied think two, three, and four. And the next thing I know, I'm stood on the fifth green and I can remember seeing my name pop up onto the leaderboard. Yeah. And I just, I have this memory of, again, the the whole line like disappearing and then popping back up. And it was yeah. surreal. Um, and, and to do it with, I had so many friends and family supporting me that week. And um, there was just almost a buzz going around the property that I'm sure the guys that play the Masters experience every year, but, you know, as women's golfers, we don't take that for granted. That is so right. special. And I want to say almost unheard of, like something right. that a national has that I don't think many other places have. So um, one of my favorite memories by far is, is that Saturday, but um, I'm hoping I, I get the chance to play there, to make the cut and to play there again on Saturday. I'm really excited for the event. It's always, you know, world-class and to compete against, against the best players in the world is, um, you know, it's always a fun week. For sure. I mean, as you kind of look forward to this year's tournament, I mean, do you feel like, God, I learned a few things having done this a few times that you think will help you now when you sort of tee it up this last time? Yeah, I definitely think that there's a there's a strategy for how you play um, Champions Retreat. Um, I actually think that's a, that's a harder golf course than Augusta National. I know that's a really, interesting. really hot take, but um, <laughs> I, Champions is hard. And um I think every time I, I, I play that golf course, I learn something new about it. Um, and then, you know, if you get the chance to play on Saturday, I think, you know, local knowledge is incredible. I have I have a guy that's caddied for me. His name is Sean Moore. He's he's caddied every year. He's incredible, knows the golf course better than anyone I have ever heard of. And, um, you know, I texted him when I got into the event. I said, Sean, are we going to run it back? And he, his response was, I'll be the Robin to your Batgirl any day. <laughs> like, oh, so I'm excited to see him, excited to hopefully get the chance to, to compete there on Saturday again. It's going to be a great week. Awesome. Um, so uh, we'll look forward to that. Um, it is an incredible event um, and wonderful that uh, Fred Ridley and the folks at Augusta put it on. Um, I, I totally agree with you. It's done a lot for for women's golf, for sure. Um, and for folks who haven't seen it, if you go to the website for all the players, they have videos, a wonderful video of you and your family for five <laughs> minutes. And um, But like everything Augusta does, it's done super well. Uh, and I'm sure the terminal will be great. Another term I wanted to ask you about um, was the uh, Annika in Florida in November. So LPGA level. Um, I don't know if you, I, I, I don't know if that's the first one you played in or you played in other ones, but you, you know, played well, you made the cut comfortably T15. Um, what was that like? And that's got to give you a little bit of um, additional confidence for being able to compete at the next level. Yeah, for sure. I, I had actually played in a couple LPGA events before that, but I'd never made the cut. Okay. So there was a huge weight on my shoulder. I was like, gosh, I need to make a cut. Um, <laughs> I, the golf course was incredible. I was so thankful for the opportunity to, to even be there. Um, 
but the week was just amazing. Um, I got to meet so many really cool people that I've looked up to and um, play with them. And uh, I think you'll, you'll laugh. I, I actually didn't have my best ball striking week that week, okay. but I kind of saved it with my short game a little bit. So, um, you know, there were tons of positives to take away, you know, knowing that I could go out and compete, even if I didn't have my best ball striking was um, definitely something that, that, you know, I think can fuel me going forwards, knowing that, you know, I don't have to play perfect golf out there. I th think sometimes, you know, we put professional golf, quote unquote, on, on a pedestal, but right. there's all types of ways to score and there's no pictures on a scorecard. So right. uh, I definitely, I took a lot of confidence from the week and had such a great experience. I'm hoping I get the chance to, to go back there. Um, but yeah, definitely a very memorable week for me. For sure. And um, just to circle back to, uh, the Demon Deacons, um, as you guys are now, you had the fall, um, you know, where you guys, I think, had three wins, including the East Lake Cup that I've, I've watched you guys on TV, uh, beat Stanford, and, uh, but three different wins. Um, you're starting the spring now. Um, you know, as I'm, as I'm sitting here listening to you, thinking about this, I mean, what might be interesting for people is um, what's it like? being a division one college golfer at a place like wake, what is, what's the practice schedule? Like, I mean, I know what the tournament schedule is. We see that, but I mean, like what's a typical week for you as you get out there, you know, now you're back into the spring. You just, I think came back from Florida, had a tournament down there, but um, when you're not actually playing in a tournament, what's the drill in terms of practice and stuff? What's life like? Yeah. Um, I think I'm on a slightly different schedule than most of my teammates. Cause I am a grad student. Um, Fair enough, right. but for, for most of my team, for anyone that's not a grad student, you know, we'll have classes in the morning and practices in the afternoon and practices could consist of, you know, an hour and a half of ball striking, making sure you do your maintenance work. And then, you know, or an hour and a half of putting, making sure you do a start line and speed control, and then some short game and some performance drills mixed in there. Um, some people like to practice more. I actually prefer to practice over play. You know, other people will take the afternoon and go play 18 holes or nine holes or however much the weather allows. Um, you know, typically we work out three times a week, uh, in the mornings. And then a lot of times we'll kind of have team practices through the weekdays and we'll play on the weekends. Um, you know, we get one, one off day a week, but again, we, we at wake tend to have, um, a pretty good culture of, of, you know, hard work. So you'll see a lot of girls out there on the off day. Um, you know, I just think at the end of the day, you know, we all love to be out there. We love to work hard and love to get better. And, um, so I, I just think that you'll a lot of times find that we're out there as much time as, as possible, just so we can, you know, get better. We just ultimately enjoy it. I think. Yeah. That make that makes sense. Um, the um how you guys how you feeling about a repeat in may i am optimistic um we have such a great team again and um i think our best is ahead of us um you know we've all kind of had tournaments where we've each played well but we have yet to kind of all get it going at the same time um i i do think that if we can you know keep working hard and keep may kind of at the forefront of our mind that um you know we can go out and we can work hard and um you know match plays a little fickle like we've said but if we can put ourselves to have it you know at, in contention again um you never know what happens
For sure. And after three years at Greyhawk, your guys are out in our neck of the woods out here at Lacoste down in Carlsbad, um, which I'm going to definitely try to see. So you, you mentioned you're going to be, you know, your plans are to stay amateur through the summer. We talked about the U.S. amateur and, and hopefully Curtis Cup, that type of stuff. Um, after that, we got eyes set on the LPGA Tour, I'm assuming. Is that kind of next for you? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, I'm going to stay amateur again through the summer, hopefully play another Curtis Cup. Um, I'll go to stage one of Q school and then I'll turn pro somewhere in the fall. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but um, yeah, that's the plan. You know, it's something I've dreamed of and um, I feel like I've just invested so much time and effort that, you know, I, I can't just walk away and, and not have an idea of what I, I, I don't want to walk away with regrets, I guess. Right. So I'll go and, um, you know, hopefully compete against the best players in the world and get a chance to do that every week. So I'm, I'm really excited for that next step. And um, yeah, I feel like it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've 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 had just a stellar career um, and, you know, we're going to all keep look, follow, keep following you and um uh we'll wish you good luck you and the team in in may at la costa and, and you in the summer and um uh i think there'll be great things ahead on the lpga tour so um rachel i really appreciate you making time to chat with us today and um uh like i said i enjoyed watching you at bel-air and i'll i'll look forward to uh watching you guys uh maybe try to run it back and get a repeat in may <laughs> well thank you so much this has been so much fun I appreciate it. Thank you, Rachel. The best of luck to you. Thanks.